Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. specifically on Tass's stream, and I've downloaded some mods so that more people can play. So, like, if we all five want to play, we can. In fact, we can play with up to, like, 38 people. <laughs> oh, my God. So we have the group that we play this with on, you know, Tuesday nights with Tass, which is, like, Joe Riley or Strom or Mike, our community manager. But then I also have a group of people that I play with on Friday night. We normally play Fortnite, but we've switched over to this. And so last night, both groups messaged, like, hey, we, would you want to play this game? And so I merged both groups, so we had eight people playing, and they have added this new item to the game that is a tragedy or a comedy mask, and you can sell it, or you can put it on. And if you put it on, it kills you, but your body becomes possessed and like starts chasing people around. <laughs> so it's my favorite thing. <laughs> I love it. I love, I'm love. i so happy when I find it, because then I'll just go sneak off in a corner and put it on, and then <laughs> switch to other people's cameras and watch the chaos. It's what Thespis would have wanted, I think. Yeah. The thing I did not know about this item, and I don't think I could have found out if we did not have so many people playing, is that if my dead little possessed guy kills somebody, he possesses them not instead, but as well. Oh, no. Wow. So smash cut to Strom and one of my friends, Mindy, running for the ship with five of these chasing them <laughs> through the snow. <laughs> it was my favorite thing I've seen on that game so far. Okay. Does your possessed corpse- Uh-huh. Look like you, or does it look like a monster? It or looks like it... me wearing the mask. Okay, okay, so you can still see that there's the mask there. So they know that you've been possessed. It's not just like, Rev, Rev, what are you doing? Why yes. are you chasing me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's got a real king in yellow vibe. <laughs> like, if you die by it, it possesses you. And when subsequent people die and get possessed, do they also get additional masks? Yes, everybody gets oh, a mask. wonderful. A mask for all. <laughs> did you keep on the voice mimicry? I did. <laughs> So there is a, a mod that I've added that lets the game capture your microphone and allow the monsters to use your voice. Wow. <laughs> it's great because, you know, you'll be running around and I hear Joe Riley run around a corner and then he comes back. He's like, oh, God, spider, 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 spider. And I turn the corner and there's a spider running at me <laughs> in his voice going, spider, spider, spider. I'm a spider. I'm a spider. <laughs> or like. The other day when we were playing with Tass, there are these uh, eyeless dogs that you have to sneak past, and they just walk around and they growl, and if, if you move too much, they attack you. And I'm sneaking past one, and in Tass's voice, <laughs> it's just pacing back and forth in front of me as I'm trying to sneak by. In Tass's voice, it's going, <laughs> <laughs> It will just catch random parts, and that's what it repeats. It's amazing. <laughs> See, I thought that with the arachnophobia filter, I could finally play that game com comfortably, but like, where are the toggles to save me from that scary shit you're putting in the game? Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes me think 
if the arachnophobia mode was on because that mode in the game is just the word spider, it's right? It's a spider. It's yeah. text. Yeah. So I'm just imagining turning a corner and seeing the word spider <laughs> coming down the hallway at you going, spider, 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 spider. spider. <laughs> uh, I'm calling out our, our boy, our streaming partner, Joe Riley, right now, too, because when he's calling out for help, he does not change tone, inflection, nothing. So I almost murdered him with a shovel the other day because I heard footsteps around the corner and all I heard was Mike, Mike, Mike in Joe's voice. And I'm like, there's certainly, this is a monster. We're about to die. And then Joe walks around the corner, Mike, oh, it's Tass. Hey. And I'm like, give me, give me anything, bro. Come on. You gotta change some inflection. <laughs> Yeah, because th there's really two ways to play that game. It's either you play to like win and progress, or you play for the chaos, and that's really when it's the most enjoyable. Yeah. Who's that at the door? Oh, it's Lethal Company. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Mike. Spider. Mike. Spider. <laughs> Spider. Kim, you see through the eyes of Father Harrison as he tumbles backwards, and as the vision clears, you find that you are doing the same. You hit the ground on your butt pretty hard and are jostled out of this vision, looking up at Father Harrison, Antonio, and the rest of your party standing in the church. Wow. Um, I'll help myself to my feet. Father, I should tell you that I'm also a seer. I see visions of the past and future, but specifically I have a particular talent for acquiring visions from physical objects. With that in mind, I was wondering if there was anything else you wanted to tell us about the Silver Cross. It might be better coming from you. He looks a little bit puzzled, uh, and he holds his hand back out for the cross. I'll give it to him. He looks it over, like, adoringly. You know, for a moment, he seems like he's kind of lost in memories. I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, I've already told you it's the last gift from my family. It's worth a fortune as far as I understand, though I could never part with it for none. I had a vision of you using it as a focus and reciting some words of power and a portal opened in space and the headless horseman crawled through. He looks at you and frowns. I think you might be misinterpreting some details of what you've seen. It's true. I was praying over the cross and I do believe I'm responsible for the horsemen coming into this world, but that weren't my intention. Were you praying for a way to get revenge? What? No. No, of course not. I'm a, I'm a man of God. I, I saw a tortured soul, and I thought, well, with the things that I'm able to see, and maybe that there would be something I could do about it, and so I tried to pray for that soul, and I tried to absolve it, redeem it, I suppose. I set it on a proper path, and instead, it took advantage, and it clawed its way through. Can I read him? Sure. Five. All right. Uh, take a grit. Antonio steps forward next to Father Harrison, kind of glaring at all of you. He says, I don't like the tone that's overtaking this room. What are you accusing Father Harrison of? Wasn't necessarily accusing him. I think that, from what I understand, the gods here can answer a prayer, even if you don't intend it that way. I just wanted to see what his thoughts were at the time when this thing appeared. You see a little bit of, like, calculation or recollection on Father Harrison's face at that particular phrasing. Like, just what were his thoughts at the time? And he's thinking back to what were his thoughts at the time. And his face falls, and he, like, kind of slumps backwards, catching himself on one of the pews. Oh, no. 
No, Antonio, they might be right. I, I certainly wasn't looking to bring the horsemen through for vengeance, but I was still wrestling with what was my purpose. How do I make good? Having got my family killed, how do I even the scales? And I, I think I might have, for a moment, well, I might have been vindictive. And uh, Antonio kind of hustles over there to, like, help steady him and get him back on his feet. You think even just a momentary lapse in judgment or attitude might have might have tainted this whole thing? Our emotions, they color everything we do and say, even if we're not aware of it. But if you were putting out words and putting out prayer and part of you was feeling this way, whoever was listening could absolutely pick up on that. He uh, sits back into one of the pews and just puts his face in his hands. This is exactly why I deal strictly in magic. Gods, they're tricky. <laughs> uh, Antonio looks at you. What do you know of gods and magic? I'll be frank, not as much as the rest of my team here. Um, I know more about magic than gods, but at least like I, most of the time I feel like with magic and a spell, like I, I go to do it and I know it's going to happen. Gods have like their own wills, their own desires, their own motives, it seems, when you get a whole pantheon together, whereas magic is just... Uh, a fueling source, except I guess maybe earth magic might have its own intent. I don't know. Don't look at me. I don't know anything about this shit. <laughs> I mean, he's right, though. Like, where we're from, there are different gods for different tasks, essentially, like overseers of different aspects of just, you know, existing. And um, I'm not going to pretend I know exactly how it works here, but we know that they answer prayer here. So whether it's just one whether it's many, like where we're from. I don't think it really matters what the Pantheon looks like to step back and say sometimes the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we stray in our thoughts from what we really hope to happen. And sometimes they answer anyway. Father Harrison suddenly lets out like an anguished cry and grabs onto the front of Antonio's clothes and just starts saying, Antonio, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's... It's worse than we'd ever thought. I, I can't believe I've done this to you. And Antonio's like trying to calm him down. Father, it's all right. It's all right. We've been through this, okay? It's fine. It's not your fault. But done this to you? Antonio heaves a big sigh. The horseman killed my family. Oh my gosh. Oh. And he looks back at Father Harrison. But you're no more responsible for that now than you were before. This was an accident. It is not your fault. What do you know about the horsemen now? Can it be controlled uh, in the world where I come from in the future, where I come from the bond between, well, we called it the wraith uh, and the silver cross was so strong that merely touching it could unleash it upon a chosen target, but it doesn't seem like it's that sophisticated just yet. Antonio and Father Harrison look at each other and you see Antonio's gaze shift towards the silver cross you're saying the wraith is bound to the cross? That's our best guess. When we tried to remove it, to steal it away from the then owner of the cross, we were marked by the wraith. He looks back at Father Harrison, who is now staring at the cross in his hands. And again, there's a look of like calculation, contemplation on his face that seems to be mixed with a little bit of panic. But Antonio says, as far as we understand it, there's no controlling the horseman. He appears, he wreaks havoc. He's either dealt with or he vanishes, and then he comes back and he does it all again. You've seen that firsthand, have you? His eyes snap to you. I have. In whatever you've seen, do you guys have any working theories about how to make him stop? Well, I mean, Sharpshot had magic bullets. You must know him. 
I had a vision of him getting his bullets blessed by you, Father. Yeah, do you know him? (laughs) (laughs) I like that I have, by failing that awareness role, I have Lois leaned myself into not realizing the piece of (laughs) You're not wearing a bandana. I can't imagine it could be you. Lance Hunt wears glasses. Captain Amazing doesn't wear glasses. Antonio's eyes narrow at you a little bit, Tass. We've seen him around. Seems to follow the horseman wherever he goes. Yeah, that's what we could work out. He helped us out when we were in a really bad spot, and he left before I, before we could say thank you. So uh, I was keen to, to see him again, if you know where he might be. Can't say that I do. All right, so what do we think then? They kind of know what's going on. He pops around, he does his thing. We've seen proof that blessed items can put the horseman down for a while, but he's going to come back. So if they don't have any ideas, why don't we think outside of the world here and bring our ideas? Father, you said that you sensed that spirit and you were trying to put it at ease. Did you get a sense of who the spirit was? He doesn't look up from the cross in his hands, but he shakes his head. No, I I see so many things, so many beings from so many places. I, I don't know who they are. There's not usually context. I knew that this one was wicked and I thought I could help. But that's all. Well, off the top of my head, I have two ideas. One involves tracking down Cam, which we may not have time to do. The other is, why don't we make this whole situation full circle? Are we the ones that bind him to the cross? If we can't get rid of him, do we lock him down? Oh, God, was he bound to the cross because you all were destined to bind him to the cross? Oh, fuck. Oh, if you start thinking about that, then we're going to have a panic attack. (laughs) The horseman clawed his way to this plane through a portal, you said, right? Yes, that's what I saw. Well, then it sounds to me like a banishment is in order. Put him back where he came from. Cam could definitely shed some insight on if that's an option or if he can assist in that at all, but... I really don't like the idea of binding him to the cross, keeping him tied to this world in any capacity, especially knowing what he could become and what he could do. I think if we want to break that wheel, we could double up. Like, Cam knows he's he's supposed to meet us, right, in a while, but that's leaving the horseman out and about. What if we bound him now and then used the cross to present him to Cam to usher on to whatever's next. Yeah, I feel like that's the piece of information that we're missing. Is the horseman, like, is that part that is a a spirit a person from this world, or is he literally like an entity from another plane of existence? Because one of those things it seems like Cam could help with, the other one not really his area of expertise. That's the thing I was trying to figure out, because I had a vision of his life and his death, but when I was... Showing a picture of him around, no one seemed to know who this guy was, which lends credence to the thought that he might not be from this world. In all the times he's been spotted coming back, has anyone seen it happen? I I don't know. Has anyone seen where it starts? Does he have a point of origin? As you ask that question, you hear a little bit of the patter of rain start to fall on the roof of the church, and you see Antonio look up, look around very slowly, and say, yeah. Bronze Chapel. Cool. So, like, that's here, right? That's where we are right now? Yeah. So, like, inside or outside? I know you just looked up to the roof. Is he on on the roof? (laughs) 
do we hear hoofbeats on the roof? I'm like looking oh, around. Is it, a, is it a Santa situation? <laughs> oh, it is that simple then. We haven't seen him because it hasn't been raining. Is that why he hasn't hunted us down from then to now? Oh, like does he have an environmental trigger? Like because it was raining when he approached, is he, is he only prevalent in the rain? I shift and look at, at the other two with the same shrug. The rain starts to pound a little bit harder on the roof. And Antonio looks at all of you. We don't know if he brings the rain or if the rain brings him. Nailed it. Yes. I rule. I rule at this. He's coming, isn't he? You hear a crack of lightning and a peal of thunder somewhere off in the distance. Yeah, thanks. Antonio, was it? Yeah. You want to do me a favor? Like, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Go go find shelter. If you notice sharp shot, like, running past, let him know we're here. <laughs> Antonio scowls looking at you Tass fine I get it you figured it out great job yeah Father Harrison is sharp shot (laughs) (laughs) I say from my failed re-roll earlier (laughs) figured what out I go over to Kim uh, and take her notebook and flip it to the page no no this is so embarrassing she drew the handsome stranger (laughs) and i just hold it up in front of her face next to antonio and i put my hand over his mouth oh my god oh my god oh my god i was talking to you this whole time oh my the whole (laughs) oh my god it's you it's you. Why did you why did you ride away? Why uh, I have so many I have so many Hi, I'm Kim. It's nice to meet you. You hear another roll of thunder and the whinny of a horse somewhere in the distance. And Antonio, you know, he's been holding that cloth and that cup like that he was polishing, but he drops them both and in the hand that had the rag in it is a gun, which <gasps> it seems he's been holding the entire time. Cool. And he says, I suspect those questions are gonna have to wait. He's coming. Do we want to take this cross? See if we can do anything? Father Harrison, like, pulls it close to himself. No, no, please. It's the, it's the only thing I have left of him. Please. Father, go. Get downstairs. And uh, Father Harrison stands up kind of shakily, and he's still just, like, under his breath, going back and forth between saying a prayer and apologizing, and praying and apologizing. And Antonio's just like, it's go, go. It's okay. Go. And, like pushing him back towards the back of the church, towards the door they came out of. Hey, Tass, I, can I kind of aside real quick? Yeah. Um, by not binding him to that cross, we're not going to like fuck up Kim existing, are we? Oh, no. The, okay. Oh, the shenanigans we've done? No, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm certain. If I can overhear this, I'm still just like staring at Antonio, but I just sort of say under my breath, no, I removed myself from the stream of time. I can't be affected by anyone interrupting a timeline that I originally came from because I don't belong to any timeline now. Oh. I thought you were going to say, I look at Antonio and I'm like, yeah, if I could be erased from existence right now, I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love that. That'd be great. What does the inside of the church look like? Um, Like, is there, you know, rafters? Is there a balcony with an organ, you know, seating? Is it all one story or is there a second story? It is one story with like a vaulted ceiling. Um, So there are like rafters or joists or whatever up there. There is no catwalk or anything for a second story. Uh-huh. You could see approaching it that there is a bell tower, um, and it seems like it's towards the back of the church, maybe through whatever door they came out of and are heading back through, maybe in that direction. Uh, yeah, I want to move towards that door and point towards it and look at Antonio. This way to the bell tower? He nods. I will go through and make my way up there. All right. Yeah, you push through that door into a small living quarters 
which has a stairwell in the corner that clearly leads up into the belfry. And uh, just uh, something to keep in mind, he is probably tracking one of the two of you right now. Yeah, we're being hunted right now. Uh, I want to sling the quiver of arrows uh, and take them to Harrison. Is there any way I could I could get a like a blessing or something on these really quick? I don't know how that works, but it, it, things that are holy uh, damage him more. Well, you know that you bless the the bullets. Okay, yeah, can you make the <laughs> the arrows? <laughs> He's like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to, <laughs> kid? I've been doing this since before you were born. Um, he shakes out of this stupor that he's in a little bit as you talk to him. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. It's gonna, it'll take a few minutes. Do we have a few minutes? Antonio says, not before it starts, but we might survive a few minutes. And Father Harrison takes the quiver, uh, and instead of going through the door that Antonio has been leading him towards, walks up to the altar uh, and lays them on it and holds the cross in one hand and starts muttering a prayer and, like, moving his empty hand uh, in some particular gestures as he speaks. Antonio kind of like lets go of him cautiously, making sure he's on his feet, uh, and then backs through that door really quickly. No, I love you. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to go to the, the front of the church. I'm going out the front doors, and I'm just going to stand there with my guns out, watching, see if he's coming this way. Tass, you step out the front doors of the church and are instantly being buffeted by the wind that is kicking up in the midst of this storm. And you see a familiar sight. Off in the distance, approaching from the horizon, you can see a speck of light moving quickly in your direction, and you start to hear the impact of hoofbeats. Over here, dipshit! It continues coming in your direction. <laughs> <laughs> I totally got it. There's it no need to kite it. It seems like it's headed right for you. <laughs> Kim, what are you up to? He's either going after me or he's going after Megan. And I don't want him to get to Megan before Father Harrison can bless her quiver. So I'm going to go outside and see if I could maybe try to distract. I'll give you a high five when you come out. I can't believe that Antonio and Sharp Shop are the same person. Can't you? <laughs> <laughs> he was brooding the entire conversation. The light was so hard to see. I'm so, I don't, I wasn't, I mean, I see it now. Yeah, for, forest for the trees. It's okay. We've got, we've got other stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, I'll whistle for my horse. You've got something else in mind. Okay. What are, where are you going? Oh, I don't know. But if it's, he's either coming after me or he's coming after Megan and Megan's no good if sh her arrows aren't blessed. So, uh. All right. And, yep. uh, I'll grab my horse too. Okay. And I'll give a, a vague thumbs up towards the, uh. The, the tower where I, I hope Rev is watching. <laughs> yeah, Rev, as you reach the top of the bell tower, similarly, you are getting soaked through with rain, blown about by wind. You see Tass and Kim mounting their horses near the front doors, and off in the distance, you can see the horsemen approaching. Uh, I'm essentially doing what Tass did at Monument Circle. Like, I am getting my rifle set up and just being here, and I'm not taking a shot yet until... It seems like there's a shot I could take that would be beneficial because right now he doesn't know I'm up here, I assume. So I'm just kind of waiting and watching for uh, a way that I can help out from up here. Maybe, you know, shooting a bottle out of his hand if he gets something or tripping him up. Just just kind of watching for the opportunity. Okay. You get posted up and as you do, Sharpshot runs up into the tower behind you. He is... Where did you come from? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Who are you? How did you get in here? <laughs> Uh, he is geared up. He is wearing his costume, for lack of a better word, yeah. his bandana and his cool hat. 
And it seems like he planned to do the same thing, but he kind of like stops suddenly seeing you up here and like already in position. You a good shot. (laughs) (laughs) I shot you, didn't I, asshole? (laughs) You a better shot than the last time I saw you. Was I trying to? That's not the question you asked. Okay, not exactly. I'm not exactly shooting this gun. I'm using it as what a focus. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm I'm using this as a focus for magic. So I'm good at magic, not great at guns. <laughs> he looks away from you, blinking, shaking his head a little bit. He looks back at you. I'm going to trust you. Is this where you want to be? Do you want to rock, paper, scissors? He uh, grabs the coil of rope that leads down from like the bell and throws it out the window outside the bell tower and grabs onto it with one hand. And says, no, you got this. And jumps out and slides down the rope to the roof of the church. <gasps> oh, my God. Deafens me as a clank. <laughs> he grabs the rope and says, I don't know what that means. And jumps out. <laughs> <laughs> the bell does start to ring. Uh, it's not quite deafening. Like, this it is an open tower. To rev. <laughs> <laughs> Sh- <laughs> Sharp sense, he's like, this will teach you to shoot me. Just give away his position. <laughs> This is going to create a huge advantage for me. He'll never see me coming now. I got all you yahoos out here fucking up. <laughs> out front, Tass and Kim, as you mount up, you hear the church bell start to ring. And like almost intertwined with it, you can hear this cackle of the horsemen on the wind. Where are you two headed? Tass, if I die, will you tell Antonio that I was like really cool and really pretty? You're not gonna die. We've just got say, this. Just agree. Just agree. I will tell him whatever dumb shit will get you to ride into this with confidence. Yes. Great. And I will start riding towards the horseman and like get a good distance away from the church and then just try to turn and just try to steer him away from the church to buy everyone else more time. Well, I didn't have Kim as the tank on my bingo card for this world, but here we go, and I'll take off after her. Okay. I want both of you to give me a ride roll, and this is opposed, so you are each going to take a minus one on the roll. Seven. That's with a negative one? Yes. Oh, good. So that's a one. (laughs) Oh, no! We've only had, like, Maybe four ones in the history of the show. (laughs) It's real hard to get. (laughs) Kim, you start rushing down the horseman and there is another crack of lightning and it kind of like washes out your vision for a second. And as your vision clears, you can see the horseman still heading in your direction. He's got his hand out like he has thrown something, but like the axe is not coming in your direction. And you veer off to try and bait him away as you see the axe come in a big loop towards you the direction you're now headed and it catches the support post of a balcony on one of the nearby buildings that collapses in front of you and your horse catches his feet on this pile of rubble and falls forward and you are unseated. Tass, hanging back just a little bit, you and Caesar have time to respond to this. You are able to clear this rubble. And the axe continues its loop like a boomerang behind you and back around towards the horseman. Can I see that axe doing that? Yeah. Can I try to shoot it out of the air? Yeah, give me a shoot roll. Okay. Oh, God, seven. All right, you take your moment to line up this shot and you fire. And you hear the plink of metal on metal as you strike the axe, and it 
is jolted off course and lodges itself in a tree along the side of the road. But in the time you had to take to line up that shot, you weren't paying attention to this collapse next to you. And a fresh piece of timber falls off this building <laughs> and kind of swings down and cracks you in the chest, knocks you off your horse, too. <laughs> run, Caesar! Run! Free! Free yourself! <laughs> he goes, don't have to tell me twice, and he leaves. <laughs> I'm going to go be part of the train again. Choo-choo. <laughs> Choo-choo, later! <laughs> uh, inside the church, Megan... Father Harrison concludes this blessing, and you can see as he does uh, a little bit of a golden sheen on the silver cross, a little bit of a golden sheen on your arrows that glows for just a moment and then subsides. And he kind of slumps over as if exhausted. Is there somewhere safe that you can get to? I usually put myself down in the cellar. All right, let me let me help you over there, uh, and I, I'll swing the quiver back over my shoulder and help lead him towards the cellar. All right, you lead him through that same doorway, and you also see this small living quarters with the stairwell leading up to the bell tower, and he, he points to the bed, and you can see that there are tracks in the wood floor where the bed has been slid away prior, and you are able to shove it out of the way, and there is a hatch underneath, and he bends over and lifts it up kind of shakily, and there is a ladder that leads down into a cellar. He starts to climb down. All right, I'm going to cover this back up and we'll come and get you when it's over. Be careful. Always. And I'll close the door and move the bed back over top and rush to the doorway. You open the front doors of the church and you can see a little ways down the road just some chaos already starting to happen. Uh, you can see just around a corner some partially collapsed building and it seems like Kim and her horse are both laying on the ground. Uh, Tass is also laying on the ground nearby and his horse is chilling. He's on his feet. He seems like he's doing the best of any of them. And then the horseman is kind of cantering further down the road. Uh, you can see that he is looking in the direction of what appears to be his axe lodged in a tree, and he starts to move towards it. Uh, I'll whistle for blueberry milk. And looking at the horseman going towards his axe, does he have that same kind of like ghostly see-through quality, or is he more corporeal? No, he still has that semi-tangibility going on. What about his axe? Right now, the axe looks tangible. I want to climb up on blueberry milk and try to go weird. See if I can't use this world's version of telekinesis to call the axe to me. All right. The weird level for this doesn't seem like it should be very high. I think this might honestly just be a weird level one because you're just trying to move a thing. But this is going to be an opposed role. Ooh, what is he opposing with? His weirdness. Cool. I love it. A weird off. <laughs> <laughs> so roll to go weird. At a mere level one, but you are going to take a minus two on this roll. One. <laughs> Whoa! Welcome! Welcome! I rolled snake eyes. I've got a plus one to weird. <laughs> take a grit. You try to call the axe to you, and it dislodges from the tree and starts flying in your direction. And as it does, you hear that cackle from the horseman, and you realize that you are not the one sending it in your direction. And this axe buries itself in your chest. Oh my god! Oh no!
The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting than London, England. Three cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Solved! By Sherlock Bloody Holmes of 221 B Baker Street. Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now. God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years. The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at 224BBaker or on our website, 224BBaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck. What's the other 10%? Luck.